0: Hey everyone, this is Rohit. I'm the founder of Decentral, our second-time fintech founder.
1: It's the year 2014. Rohit Taneja has just returned to India after quitting a job with Sony in Japan. He wants to build something for India. And the idea he decides to pursue is way ahead of its time. Rohit decides to build a product that would do what UPI does today, peer-to-peer payments without needing to load money in a wallet. While the startup did not succeed, this experiment of attempting to build an app that works with existing banks was so painful that Rohit's second startup, Decentro, is focused on solving that challenge. In this episode, your host, Akshay Dat, interviews Rohit Taneja to learn about his journey of solving deep tech infrastructure challenges in the banking and financial services space. Stay tuned for the conversation and don't forget to subscribe to Founder Thesis Podcast on any audio streaming app to hear deep dive conversations with disruptive founders.
0: Already really passionate about FinTech and solving complex problems in the world, Mm -hmm. in the
2: banking world especially. Rohit, you're a second time founder. Mm -hmm. Let's start with your first journey of Mm -hmm. getting into entrepreneurship. Just. Talk to me about that phase of uh, from ideation to actually quitting your job and getting it off the ground. Uh, Where were you when you were ideating on it and how did the idea come about? Just talk to me about that.
0: It is. Sure. So I was actually in Japan at that time. I was working in a company called Sony in Tokyo. pretty much the same. So I've always been a historical. We like designing, making products, taking them to market and see...
2: At Sony, you were doing like physical product or like software? Physical product. Yeah, yeah, hardware.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a hardware I mean electronics engineer by training. That's <laughs> how I yeah. ended up in the hardware domain. Came back to India. 2040. Right. Code teachers at that point was. So I wanted to solve, so. solve some problems which was fairly visible to me. Especially which I could see in my yeah. social life. Yeah. For example, one yeah. of the problems yeah. is how do you really share money with friends? Senior. And this mm-hmm. is back in 2014 when UPI was not at all present. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how painful just sharing money with friends it can be. Peer to peer payments. peer to peer payments. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's the problem that pretty much every college student, millennial, mm-hmm. every young person faces in terms of how do we, yeah, how do you simplify your social life by making sure there are no money challenges in terms of sharing. us. Mm-hmm. Of course, UPI is very simple. But before UPI, we were one of the early players to actually make it happen in the market. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's actually what the course sure. of the statement was. Um, very per- very personal problem statement, which I tried like to solve using food.
2: And uh, like, how did you get it off the ground? Uh, was this mm-hmm. a regulated space back then? Like today, this payment mm-hmm. space is highly regulated. And,
0: yeah. Uh, there would
2: be a long initial regulatory yeah. compliance work you would need to do before you can even yeah. think of starting. But what yeah. was it like back then?
0: Yeah, I definitely two was actually simpler. One was... Yeah, there were some regulations, of course, in place. Like, for example, you still need a banking partner in the back end to process the payments. And it has, so it has to be a regulated account, for example, if you're doing collections and those kind of things. At the same time, if you want to issue your own UPI IDs, then you need to be a UPI. Right, PCS certified app. Obviously, when UPI came in, we were on early press. Yeah. So a few of these things were there. But otherwise, it was very simple in the sense that P2P payments was fairly new thing for the country to understand. And the only regulatory instrument available, except to banks, was wallets, hmm. which were hmm. like instrument. people don't really like putting money into a separate wallet just for the purpose of sending it hmm. to a friend, unless hmm. there's a different purpose that can be fulfilled. Hmm. So yeah, that's essentially how yeah. the regulation was. From our perspective, I think the way we got it off the ground, the first thing that we did was, of course, take a lot of market feedback on a way of is this something that the market really needs? Is this something that our friends need as well? And uh, what should be the form factor? Should it be a mobile app? Should it be a website? Those okay. things. So, as post-tech founders, everything was new to us. So, I did the initial coding. I pretty much built the initial platform when you were just three people in the team, and then we started hiring engineers. You know, post a fundraise. The initial year was fully bootstrapped. Uh, there was nobody else in the team, just two founders and one person, and then. Once we launched the initial app, then that is when we started really getting traction and some really something we done. Okay.
2: What did you build? Was it like a, basically like a payment gateway? You created a payment gateway in a mobile app. Was that it? With some workflows around it? Uh, what yeah. was the product?
0: Yeah, it's not a payment gateway. Payment gateway is more for merchants. This is hmm. more like consumer to consumer. Right? Hmm. So what we actually created was very cool. It was basically a social payments application. Hmm. Huh. In the sense that let us say I send you money using bank-to-bank transfer mm. so we actually replicated the upi without us realizing that you something in the future mm. so we were able to create say a mobile number to mobile number transfer which is what happens now go with it. Mm. that's something we replicated back in 2015 using IMPFs as the underlying protocol mm. and ultimately, it was a very simple social friendly app where you can just go select your friend send money to him using any of your net banking options uh, and then the friend will have the option to receive the money directly okay. into his
1: account.
0: Uh,
2: how so, does the technology uh, work? If you select a friend, yeah. how does the app know what's his account number?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the friend has to enter the first time he has to enter the account number. Um, okay. So like the
2: moment you select a friend, he'll get an SMS okay. of, or he'll get a link, uh, and he has to go on the link and enter his account exactly.
0: details. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's okay. okay. right. A- and then cool. what?
2: Like then you would help him log into his net banking, like you had that.
0: Integration with banks to log into the net banking and then do the transaction. Good. Good. Exactly. So on the sending side you'll use net banking or auto. Oh, even like some of these other wallets like 3TM et like for sending money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the CPN in the first time of course he has to register, he has to enter his banking or details. Yeah. With the frequent time the account is already mapped. So yeah. just the phone number suffices. And uh-huh. Did you have
2: to build the pipes from your app to the net banking and all those pipes? Did you
0: have to build them or were you able to piggyback on existing pipes? Oh, we had to build a lot. So, for example, if you look at the second leg, I think the first leg is connection was fairly easier in this because we were able to wrap, say, use a payment gateway or a wallet functionality. The second leg was actually much harder because we had to integrate with the bank for making payouts directly into those banking accounts. What is the um, second
2: leg here? Second leg is when you do a repeat transaction, like when you already
0: have the data. No. Okay. Second leg is because, like, if you look at the money flow, the way, like, you can't send money directly from bank A to bank B as mm-hmm. a consumer to consumer. Mm-hmm. Or rather, you were not able to send this before you. TPI mm-hmm. okay. mm-hmm. is the only thing that rather enabled it, simplified it. So it's mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only other protocol is IRDs. Yes. Like, I can go into my net banking, I can enter an account number, and then send my to However, it's a very cumbersome process because first, I have to enter your account. <laughs> so from an of view, it's fairly dope. Like I have to enter your account number every time and if there's a mistake, it goes. That's exactly what we changed by abstracting it to a phone number. However, since ultimately, INPS, bank-to-bank INPS is not an open APS. Like in the sense <laughs> that a consumer is something that a merchant cannot consume or as an app cannot consume. right? Yeah. So you have to have an intermediary account, which is what... And a lot of the regulated players too. So the money actually got debited from, say, the consumer A. Before it mm. became consumer B, it went to a central pool account, which was a regulated mm. And then from that pool account, it had to be second to the consumer. Mm. The mm. second mm. leg is where we had to interact directly with the banks. For me. Uh,
2: what was the need to directly interact with the banks? Because because okay. uh, but you just need to work with one bank, right? The bank which holds your account. Yeah.
0: Just on Okay.
2: So, okay. Okay. One. okay. Okay. So just that one bank with whom you hold the account, there you need to build automation because you would have like thousands of micro transactions. You cannot be doing it through any other way, but a direct API connection. Yeah. That's
0: good. That's
2: <laughs> Oh okay. 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 Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. A- and what was your go-to market for this? Oh, uh, yeah. So I uh, think one yeah. key benefit here is we ourselves were the users, right? Yeah. of that. So, the moment it came in, like the moment the first Beta version came out, right? so we ourselves, the team started using it. We prompted our friends to use it as well. And there's a good virus effect here because every time, just like WhatsApp, right, I add a new friend, I'm able to notify him on the app saying, okay, hey, okay. I want to settle money with you on this for that. Okay. So every new user tries to bring in a couple of more users. Mm. Uh, so that's a virality question, right? Mm. Classic, mm-hmm. classic mm-hmm. industry strategy. Yeah, so I think our initial friend circle, my college mates from IIT, my friends and daddy, those and kind of things, those were the early, yeah, big
2: And yeah. And a team also, how were you funding it?
0: Initially, we did not. Initially, it was okay. just two founders. Um, okay. And there was one more engineer who came, but yeah, it was all bootstrapped, there was no, nobody was doing any salary from the first. Hmm. Okay, okay.
2: Tell me the journey from there. You then raised your angel round, right? So how did that come about? What kind of numbers were you doing at that time? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the angel round was purely on the product. Like a PC round, oh, more on the idea that okay, this is an amazing idea that needs to exist. And definitely a backing on the team that, okay, this is a team that's like team goal. No? So we did actually from the initial need, I would say, came from Investopad, which is one of our incubators, was one of our incubators in the previous talk. So, the founders of InvestorBad came in as angels. They then obviously had their own circle. When angels, that's a good thing, right? Once you get a couple great angels, mm-hmm. they automatically try to make it themselves well. At that time, I think we were a beta, and maybe we had maybe around 500 users or something like that. Yeah, that was the core, the first round that's released. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. And yeah. uh, to keep going on that journey, like you raised that money, how sure. did the money change your
0: trajectory? And mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, this was way small check back then. I think it was 100k, yeah, close to 100k in USD. Mm-hmm. Uh, not will not like the seed rounds nowadays. <laughs> here. Uh, yeah, yeah, very small amount, which is good enough for a lean team. I only spend score salary or the cloud. You yes. know, spend on even US. Oh. Yeah, the moment the captain team we started hiring people, so we hired a couple of interns. We hired a couple of full time engineers as well. Uh, we got in, yeah, we got in a new designer. Got in a couple of developers. I think we planned it over D to around 10 in total in the next uh, one and a half years. Immediately after this app launch, we also entered a competition. This was QPrice. I don't think it happens in on Onyx, but this was a competition that used to happen for around three or four years at a stretch. It's basically sponsored by a couple of capital who also like seed checks. Okay. Um, yeah. And they give you a convertible note and a grant, like several. Mm-hmm. Actually just grant money. There's no equity attached to it. And, Dash, right? and mm-hmm. that helps so, a lot. So we actually won, we were the first prize you winner know, in that. And there were fairly large number of applications, I think 500 plus or something across India. So we were the first one from the top three point. And uh, that gave us an initial 250K around, uh, I think, August 2015. Yeah. Okay. That was the right. day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think with that, we have more than enough cash for like a couple of years. Yeah, we just started expanding on the team side and, of course, the product side. Eventually,
1: what, uh, what were you
2: spending on? Were you spending on customer acquisition or on yep. building product? We
0: were, yeah, we were both. Yeah, crazy, pretty much. So, yeah. right from developing the, the platform, you know, strengthening the statistics and extent, strengthening the product itself, launching new versions very quickly on the application side. So, the form factor ultimately was a mobile app. Android first, five was second. So, a bunch of those, you know, the came in as well. And but yeah, customer acquisition, you were running Google Ads as well to increase the pace of customer acquisition. running a couple contests. Yeah.
2: But did the money sounds pretty small to start a payments company? Yep. Because, like at that time, 2015, that you're saying, yep. I think there was this explosion of payment companies, mm-hmm. uh, some of which still survive today, some got acquired yep. and don't survive anymore. Yep. But they were all spending on cashbacks and TV ads and hoardings and so yeah. on. So, were you like, did you underestimate the uphill battle of customer acquisition?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, we did. I think that is one of the key things, right, that we learned from a learning point of view that, okay, what was it that could be done differently? So, I was starting that app again. I think the first thing was by default, it takes a lot of time to instill that trust, right, when you're launching a new payment sample. Also, we were not positioning ourselves as a payments company, which is a good thing. And we still don't think of it as a payments company, even though payments was the foundation for it. The reason yeah. is because ultimately we wanted to show it as a lifestyle. So, okay, I'm going out with my friends. So I just want to slip the bill. I just slip the bill on this particular app and then send money to my friend writing. Right. So, it's like, it's as easy as sending a WhatsApp message. Right. Right. So, the time it takes me to send you a WhatsApp message is the times that it will take me to send mine. That was the messaging. That was the positioning that we had, which worked Mm -hmm. very well. It worked in our favor. And that's what got us Mm -hmm. a lot of vitality in the market. We acquired Mm -hmm. 300,000 users, mostly organically, Mm -hmm. without much. I think we spent five lakhs or seven lakhs Mm -hmm. in total on Mm -hmm. customer acquisition That's pretty Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that journey was pretty much going in the right direction. The problem would be, of course, so, amazing the next round. So, how do you monetize this customer base? We just, you yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. any way to monetize so far. Not yet. Yeah, not at that particular point. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of ideas we had that, yes, you know, in the future, these will be a couple of ideas we could monetize. But, yeah. But know, what were those ideas? What,
2: how were you thinking about monetization?
0: Yeah. So, one was getting brands in between. So, right now, for example, we were only doing peer to peer. We could also enable peer to merchant using the QR codes. Mm. So, mm. yeah, then I could monetize from the merchant. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. This was when UPI and VR was not zero. Mm. <laughs> right. But this would pitch
2: you directly against well-funded competitors. This is what yeah, like Paytm, Quick, all of them were mm.
0: in the okay. same. Yes. Mm. But the interesting thing was none of them were doing it on the social way, the way we got getting it. If to think of it, why is Google Pay more popular than mm. Paytm in terms of the users now? It's because hmm. Google Pay brings to the consumer network Tandem Damn them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Okay. I yes. okay. There's no, no, I don't, I like Google Pay simply because all my friends are there. Hmm. I don't think of Paytm when I think of my friends. I don't think okay, yeah. It's not really a social app. Like Paytm is a very mm-hmm. transactional app. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google Pay is like a, still a social app because there was chat element inside. I like, can chat with oh, like, right. Paytm. Like, okay. That's a very important concept. So it's more like Google Pay rather than Paytm is what I would say.
2: Okay. Okay. So you had built in the chat and the, yeah, yeah, everything. Was that was the so, social so.
0: element of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a lingering question from how the payment worked. So you said you wanted to make it as easy as sending a WhatsApp message. If I'm, if I let's say send a, add a number of my friend and an amount, say pay two hundred rupees to Ashok oh. and this is Ashok's number. Ashok will get a link where he fills out his bank details. Then won't I need to manually do something to make that transaction happen?
0: No, Once he has, once your friend has entered the bank details, that's the money will go. You don't but need then
2: What about two-factor
0: authentication? And so again, you're not transacting on a merchant, right? You're sending money to a friend directly. No, wants, at the
2: back end, it's going to, like, it's going to your account, right? It's equivalent of uh, in the eyes of a bank it would be like a merchant transaction because you wrapped it around a payment gateway so that is
0: correct thanks that. yeah, yeah, yeah that's it that. yes yes exactly so that was the next stage right so once we started getting into upis when we started figuring out say two and things, when you're positioning it as a p2p the bank doesn't ask for two. like even on a wallet. okay P2B, yes. like yeah, yeah oh okay 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 yeah. so
2: once you entered the number and the user the other user the receiver fills out his bank details then you're able to auto debit the account the Exactly. Uh the sender doesn't need to put in like the two-factor authentication is not wow. needed. There's not yeah. no other action needed from his exactly. side. Exactly, exactly. So while this sounds convenient, it also sounds unsafe.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's always a trade-off between convenience and security. I think uh, if you look at most payment apps, we'll always have that duality, right? I mean, you can either be too convenient or you can either be too safe. You're right, but again, yeah. the fact that it's a social app, like you're sending money to a friend, right? right? makes huh. it very right? You're not still you're not interacting with the strangers so that's again the idea of for example why do i trust whatsapp is because i know whom i'm chatting hmm. right hmm.
2: yeah you were at the point where you were thinking of raising your next hmm. round
0: yeah t- tell yeah. me from there the story from there yeah, yeah so i think uh, once the initial growth started coming in mm-hmm. and once the variety started ticking in which is 2015 roughly we obviously need more cash, right? because the idea was you need to acquire customers faster. And uh, we did have a few strategies which were working out, like, for example, we were giving left bonuses, classic left acquisition strategy, right, on the BBC side. There are a couple of interesting uh, lucky draw and those kind of things that were running as well, which are fairly popular. Cashbacks. Yeah, side So, classic. So, that was working well. But, of course, it's a money burner, so you need to keep money at least, say, maybe a million users, right, which could be an inflection. So you need to figure mm-hmm. out that inflection point where your cost of acquisition goes down. And every, like every customer is able to get maybe at least one free customer. A lot of it. Okay, okay. Um, then effect starts kicking. kick. Yes. Exactly. That's so true. that was the goal. That was the goal of that year. I think, yeah, we did fairly well in 2015. In six, 2016, is when uh, we started planning for the lates. So this would be pre-A or ACZ kind of hits that huh. we would have done. <laughs> Unfortunately, two things happened. One... If you track bad in 20, yeah. if you go back in 2016, 17, you'll notice that just like the down cycle now, there was a down cycle in between. Yeah. Uh, it was not as severe or as bad as today, till, but uh, it was still fairly bad People were uh, a lot of companies are not able to do this happening. Uh, the yeah, Snapdeal had that famous Yes, like, exactly. Right. here in Inclusion. Uh, yes, so exactly. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah. So what's the thing these things were happening? Hmm. Huh? Interestingly, there was a major announcement in 2017 that up. Where WhatsApp came into India, and said, "Okay, hey, you know, now we are going to do uh, or UPI on WhatsApp." Uh, so now, if you look at it that way, WhatsApp UPI direct, pick up the direct competitor, what and that scared the investors a lot. Right? So then they were like, "Okay, WhatsApp is just going to eat everybody; there won't be anybody left in the market," which has not happened. Which is exactly what I told them. But that is not how Indians operate. Right. if you think of it. There's a mind share, or mind call factor that needs to be taken into account. Like when I think of payments, I don't think of WhatsApp. I think of something else. But yeah, when I think of chatting, sure. I think of WhatsApp. But long you know, story short. So a lot of the investors were like not ready to you uh-huh. know put in capital at that point of time, and we were only out of cash uh-huh. from the company perspectives. So we went to the so initial phase, the bootstrap phase again for last year, which is 2017. Like you um, stop
2: spending on customer acquisition. and Yeah, exactly.
0: stop spending mm. on that, stop reduced salaries as well across the board. Mm. And uh, then, since UPN was becoming very popular, right, it was taking off and they were like, there's pay and a bunch of these companies like phone Pay, which were coming huh. out. Pretty much every global company started getting interested in uh, UPN. And mm. so, that is when we found a good exit alternative. And, okay, hey, if you're not able to raise capital, let's at least look for exit. And then we started getting offers from multiple companies. I mm-hmm. uh, got few offers from Amazon, PTM, and Delights. Yeah. And then... I got they, from. they were uh, wanting to buy you for the UPI stack. Like you had built a UPI peer-to-peer S- payment app. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. okay. okay, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think the best offer came from WebMove, which is the company that acquired in 2018. So what is WebMove? I've never heard of them. I have. It's not a consumer app, so most people would not be aware. It's actually a very... Very old school company, 20 years old, more than 20 years old. What they do is they essentially power the authentication or the D secure authentication for you. So the 2FA that you do. Okay. On, yeah. And in India, they have massive market share. I think 80% of India's e-commerce merchants are them Wow. Okay. Now, wouldn't banks be the buyers of 2FA? Like, it's the banks who... Yeah, yeah. they power the 2FA on the bank, PGs, for example. No. HDFC is a customer for the MSF twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
2: right. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. So they're like a oh. banking technology company.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. And how that much did the- they acquire you for?
0: This was a little over a million dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So still a decent outcome for like investors yeah. who have made some money. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Absolutely.
2: And yeah. this was a cash deal or equity? This was a cash deal story. Okay, okay, okay. And then Webmo also got acquired further.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was 2018. and then uh, more of course, was in its own trajectory of growth itself. Webmo had raised, I think, the first round in 2009. Hmm. So, it, like, they themselves had been in the market for, like, eight, nine years now. Hmm. And, yeah, they also had plans to either go public or look for a good exit outcome hmm. for hmm. the investors that had put in capital. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And hence, I think, yeah, PU came along and PU, they found a lot of value because PU had the uh, front end that they did but they did not have deeper connectivity in terms of authentication services. Yeah, so they acquired it. Oh, Okay, 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 got it.
2: Uh, uh, so, you got equity in, your
0: Wibbo equity you got converted to PU equity, basically. Yeah, we got converted to PU equity, which so they were liquidated. So, it's basically... Did not give out BU equity. They technically no. No, we just liquidate everybody. Okay, and keep you buy, buy. it. Okay. okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Yeah. Got it. Interesting. And what about you? W- were you still like uh, uh, your startup was called MyPoolin, right? Yes. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And so you continued
0: to stay and work with work at MyPoolin within Vimbo or yeah, and that was yes, that is how it was. It uh, was basically a subsidiary an acquisition. So they maintain with Obsidian at an arms length that, of course, continue to share some technology talk, knowledge. Yes. Yep. So we said there, I think 2017 is when the acquisition happened. So we have the end is when the acquisition happened. And then 2019 is when the pay you acquisition happened. We have more plus pay you for two, little over two and a half years, close to three years. Uh, yes, before starting up. Exactly. Okay. 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 Got it.
2: And was was Wimmo able to give the kind of capital you needed to create mm-hmm. a social payment company needs capital, right? Mm-hmm. Were they able to exactly. invest adequately?
0: Yeah, so we actually pivoted. So post, okay. uh, yeah, post our acquisition, because Wimmo's key interest was more in the technology and than mm-hmm. less in the B2C side. Right. So they wanted to reuse the UPI tech stack for their own internal purposes and the BG purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did not have UPI, for example, at all. Hmm. As a tech. and uh, they also did not have get back as a partner, which was one of our partners. They brought the benefits of both of these things, yeah. They so were for tech plus deal acquisition rather than, you know, same uh, okay, uh, and okay. user base acquisition, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. L- like we both wanted to get into the payment gateway business, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They okay. wanted to build their own UPI and said, oh. sure. Got it, got it, okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, yes. so then what? What made you want to move on? It's a fairly obvious question. No founders sticks <laughs> around long after <laughs> getting
0: acquired. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously the the motives are, is common, right? Like, founders don't like to stay uh, in large company. Doesn't suit them. I think the problem, like, or oh, the second problem, also becomes fairly evident. So I think the origin probably goes back to my and It's like I always think of a lot of the time you hmm. for startup is a foundation for you, a pathway for you to build the next one. And everything that you learn in that, you try to break it into the next one. For example, going back to 2015, the problem that I mentioned, right, was taking Lego payouts. How do I get money from this central pool accounts down into the users? Now, in hindsight, it seems fairly simple that, okay, the bank should have an API of IMPS, which you just hit and send it, which is exactly how it is. But just integrating that single API, takes you four, five months. Oh. Mm. Uh, and to my mind, that's a ridiculous number. Like, yeah. uh, I think maybe 2014, 15, you could have that patience, but in today's age, companies don't have patience Of you know, except six months, they've had wait for six months to build a basic pipe, but then pipe within a couple of hours from three hmm. hmm. Uh Thought process that I went back to that, even tw- after the acquisition by paying, my thought was, okay, five years had gone by, we were in 2020 now, I was 2015, I started. Something should have changed, uh, but you know, she, 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 that is not at Also, so, <laughs> it, the bank took, the that it takes uh, to do the right investigation, even now, is the same huh. as what it used to take in 2015. So, which is very surprising. You know, which means, which clearly means, the banks are not looking at it, <laughs> or don't want to look at it, or not look at it. then so, that means somebody else has to do so. Some other company. <laughs> well, but it's fairly obvious that yes, some company has to be built out which takes this problem and solves such a use to market. So again, back to the perceived problem that I faced personally as a founder, and I wanted to solve it for myself. I've take been a, bit of a mm-hmm.
2: Help me understand what kind of pipe this is. Like, there mm-hmm. already exist payment gateways which are essentially pipes mm-hmm. that help e-commerce businesses yep. to take payments from customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that pipe already exists, like for yeah. customers to pay merchants. Uh, what yeah. kind of pipe is it that you saw was missing that you wanted to oh, build? That's exactly that. right.
0: Yeah. So think of it as, uh, like when you look at a payment gateway, right? Payment gateway is neat at solving one particular thing, which is payment collection. And it works for merchants, basically, right? If I'm a direct merchant, if I'm selling something, I'm sure, I can use a payment gate. Mm. But it only solves the first like of the problem. So remember the two bifurcations, which I told you. The second leg of the problem, which is, okay, I have the money now, but I also need to pay my sender or my vendor. Yeah. I need to do a payout. Mm-hmm. That's something most payment gateways told. Of course, the new ones have started doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the old ones like PayU and all, they still did. Come mm-hmm. back ready uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I was the one developing. First set of payout started at yeah, that it. point. Which is also how I noticed. Mm-hmm. PU was still struggling in terms of, not a So, yeah, I think that was, that was the key. Okay, somebody used to solve the second leg as well. Hmm. And more than that, uh, companies need access to the underlying banking rails hmm. directly. They can always don't want to rely on a payment especially if they want flexibility. Like for example, if I have a marketplace, right now as a marketplace, I might want money to be settled in instantly. I don't want to wait for two days for the money to come. Why? Right? all my centers are waiting for, them. Hmm. or once the money comes into the center, there's probably a lender who is waiting to recover the money from the seller. Hmm. So that kind of a complex workflow, like money going in from here, going out there, and then going to the lender as well. Mm-hmm. That kind of a complex workflow is not something that a payment gateway looks at. Right? A payment gateway uh, just... You think payment gateways take two days to
2: have the money hit your account? Yeah, typically. They can do faster. Okay. Yes, typically, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, to do faster, then probably charge more... Uh, yeah, they charge more.
0: They'll be like a premium service. Okay. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was how Paving Gateway is very, different. this is the kind of APIs or other pipes mm-hmm. which they don't mm-hmm. look at. The second one is more complex. So for example, if I'm building a full fledged b B2C lending application, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then Paving Gateway is just one small part of it. Like I have to build mm-hmm. a long stuff. I have to look at connecting with lenders, getting the money mm-hmm. dispersed, doing underwriting, doing KYC, or just stuff. So these are the things again, which... Banking API, so banking pipes can.
2: What all pipes can be built? Mm-hmm. Uh, like one example which we discussed mm-hmm. is an IMPS pipe where you can ping your own account to do an IMPS transfer mm-hmm. and just send it the account number and yeah. the, the IMPS transfer happens. So w- what
0: else is there? You mean what else we have or what else can be no, built out? Can be built, can be built, yeah. What can be built, okay. The possibilities endless. I mean, a lot of things we haven't even thought of. Think of UPI uh, Auto Pay, right? Oh, you had to enter a payment every time you had mm. to make a payment, but mm. now with AutoPay, mm. Pay, like somebody is able to debit money directly, like using mm. UPN, Uh without any need of tooling. Okay. So that kind of thing is, static. you can use that not just for repayment. You can use that for subscription. You can use that for your yeah. Netflix subscription, whatever subscription. UPY has been payment mechanism um, hey, so. UP Auto Pay is live. Oh yeah. Autopay has okay. been live for a long
2: Okay, time. Yeah. okay, okay. Uh, I've not really seen, like there was this whole fracas when credit cards stopped <laughs> working for recurring payments. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. any e-commerce company
0: tell me that I can use UPI Autopay. Uh, some of the largest merchants do it. Like for example, uh, I have UPI Autopay set for my Apple subscription. So, so on good. my, yeah, on my iPhone, I can just set up UPI and like, hmm. there. Uh, Even uh, I think Google has it. If I'm not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. though there's a different challenge at UPI Auto, which is a success rate's it's still you know it's still of in the market okay, yeah okay, okay,
2: got it, yeah
0: hmm. yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, I think that's one then I think you can track the latest developments right the uh, u p i has now become interoperable big pay now in think hmm. hey okay, uh that's a whole different universe is that, okay, can I use u p i for crossword financial hmm. hmm. so hmm. I think yeah, I think we're just starting there. So much, so much that can be done when it comes to banking. Okay.
2: Okay. Like broad categories would be like around payments and in different form factors, like repeated, regular repeated payment, and things which make say, multiple payments or payments based on some time related triggers or things like that. Like that, those are like yeah. the, the broad kind of pipes that can be built around making payments more efficient.
0: Exactly. Payments for sure. Efficiency is the a part of it. I think mm. credit, as I said, right? credit, like, credit in India has been fairly offline and fragmented mm. as well. Mm. Uh, only now you're starting to see some digital lenders you know, coming to mm. links. Mm. So yeah, I think credit is a huge category. Mm.
2: Mm. Okay. Okay, got it. So uh, again, tell me that z- zero to one journey. You had this idea that the pipes to banks are broken yep. or uh, are, like take a long time to build. Mm-hmm. So a company should build those pipes and make them available on tap. How did this idea... Get executed.
1: Yes.
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think once the problem signal was clear, we obviously started. Certainly, the first thing was to figure out which bank or which partner yeah. to take. So, we so, we went back to our you know, old friend, Yes Bank, which is, has which been a great partner no. so to date. They became the first banking partner. They were very happy, of course. You know, ultimately, if you look at it from a strong bank perspective, they, it's a win win for them. They were able to get a lot of float as well. They were able to get more revenue as well, right, from the API side. That was the first step. I think the second one was started to build out a team. So I started looking at, okay, who can be the right engineers okay. to help me build this? Uh, a couple of engineers joined me from the previous organization because they do work. Not happy with the large company, As if they were in the journey of a startup again, uh, uh-huh. which was great. I think that really showed a lot of trust in the founder again. And then of course, I think the moment I shared that, okay, I'm going to start again, a lot of the Angels definitely want to help you the second time around. Mm. So I was able to raise that angel down fairly quickly. I think in my close, like twenty twenty five 25 days, it we chose so our How much did uh, you close? This was well, around 300k, 300, yen. 300 years, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then why you call it happened? So I'd applied for YC mm. for starting mm. out officially. And then, of course, okay. the YC application got accepted, okay. uh, which gave us a whole different boost in terms of the branding, in terms of the thing in Tux Network. And then we closed another round, so seed round, which was close to one point seven million dollars. Uh, August twenty twenty. Mm.
2: Okay. Mm. And the way you would earn would be like a few pennies for every transaction. That would be the way to earn. That's, yeah. Yeah. So few mm. pennies. either flat or percentage, depending on the kind of sheets. Yeah. Okay. And what kind of customers would want this mm. kind of a banking API?
0: Sure. Yeah. So, probably two categories, I think, at a very high level. One is early stage fintechs, which oh. are just starting out their journey. Uh, for example, one of our earliest customers is bank. Uh, I think that was their new bank, yeah. right? 14 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for them, it was a great foundation to build on top of. <laughs> they didn't have to uh. go around and figure out, okay, where do I get KYC from? Where do I get XYZ from? So, for early stage fintechs, there's no way I did uh. Like, within a matter of, of a month, month they can literally build out the entire application and go live in the bar, mm. right. mm-hmm. which used to be one year in 2015. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. ten yeah. x <laughs> uh, difference mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. velocity. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's one major category. Mm-hmm. So, we have one joke mm-hmm. when things were mm-hmm. yes. useless. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one is, uh, and this is something which caught on very early in the first six months, wow. is uh, larger non fintechs or rather larger mm-hmm. incompletes that mm-hmm. want to add a mm-hmm. fintech right? So, for example... Mm-hmm. I think a good example here would be JumboTale. So JumboTale is one of our customers. For those that don't know Jumbo JumboTale essentially runs back in SaaS for retailers. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They're able to mm-hmm. logistics and all of that stuff. They're like the, a, a
2: competitor to Iran,
0: basically. Exactly. Yeah, kind of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So now what they wanted to do was very different. Like right? they, they are an authentic company that want to add their own QR codes. Like right? they want to issue their own QR codes. Right? They want to collect money through their own system. They also wanted visibility on the transactions. They also wanted to recover money from the seller for credit. That is mm. the so bunch of mm. profits, workflows. Yes. workflows. Uh, so these are second categories. Second mm. category companies. Mm.
2: Okay, 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 got it. And like you must have had a product journey, right? Which mm-hmm. API did you build first and? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your go to market for it? Like, just go through that journey. Like you've been doing this for about three years now, right? Easy.
0: Yeah. So let's so just take it. me through that three year journey. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the first step, once we had the team in place, and once we had the back partner, we assigned in place walls, of course, to figure out, okay, which is the first API you know, that is the highest right. in demand. I know APIs that are the highest in demand, it's to it be the highest in demand in spinning collections. How do you? Simplify collections of money using, say, payment links uh, UPI intent, right. those kinds of things. That is the first thing, right? That is the first set of APIs exactly. that we really built out. We also built out something called a virtual account system, which is very popular, right? especially in terms of easy reconciliation of money. Like a marketplace or a neobank can essentially create a virtual account for every user yeah. and uh, then that user can deposit money into that virtual account and automatically distribute accounts. This is the user for which is. Hmm. Hmm. So I think that kind of reconciliation engine, that kind of simplification engine is something we built out as well. Yeah, so these are the first set of APIs. Then we entered a more complex domain of payouts.
2: Well, one quick question. For the first set of APIs on payments, how did they work? Mm-hmm. Like, what would be the information going to a bank and what would the that information trigger?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so here's the bank's role is, I would say, Fairly less in the mm-hmm. sense that uh, I tell you what's happening is the first step is you need to generate a virtual account, right? So mm. let's take the case of like, Jumbo Tail. Now Jumbo Dale is mm. creating virtual accounts for every retailer, right? So mm. every retailer has one virtual mm. account, and mm. the consumer when he goes and wants to pay that retailer, he just needs to send money to that particular virtual. Mm. Account. Mm. It could be to a QR code, it could be through UPI, it could be through mm. regular head banking there, Whatever it is, awesome. Hmm. So, the bank too so is one to match the money that's coming in right, into that account, hmm. which they're able to do through that. Yeah. Of that's pretty really much, I would say, the role of the bank. And of course, notifying us that, okay, the money has come, come in and now you can take it. Okay. Uh, then, our one comes in, okay, uh, that come so, okay that the money has come in, let's add it into the balance of so the retailer. Let's inform Jaghurtin that the money has come in. And then, of course, Jumbo has all its own processing beyond that. here. Yeah.
2: Okay. 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 Got it. You built that payment gateway also, like through which uh, the payment Mm -hmm. gets processed. That part, obviously, you would. Or
0: or did you wrap it around an existing one? This was all in-house. All the APIs were basically directly connected with the bank APIs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a a wide difference here, like in the sense that we have not a standard, as I told earlier, we're not a standard payment gateway. We have a very different form of a white-label deep payment software gateway. Uh, as a sort of like the difference in terms of control of APIs mm-hmm. uh, is something that most payment gateways don't provide. Mm-hmm. Also, we, we specialize in back-to-back payments. Like we don't do card payments. Like you will not find a credit card or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On our page. That's what mm-hmm. okay. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how does one
2: build a payment gateway? Does one need to go to each and every bank and integrate with them? Because the customer um, who's paying could be from any bank or does UPI simplify this whole thing or like, how does that happen?
0: Yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of different components here. Okay. I think the first question to think of is if you want to build a payment gateway,
1: mm.
0: what all offerings do you want to offer to the hmm. company? If you're looking at a credit card, debit card, and offering, then you have to interface with the card networks. Then you have to okay. interface with Visa MasterCard. Hmm. If you're offering something like net banking, then yes, you have to integrate with it. Pretty much every bank, or use somebody else who has done get bank, right? But if you offering UPI or virtual accounts like us, then you don't need to do every bank. And then you can just rely on say one or two banks.
2: Okay, and these one or two banks are the banks that generate the virtual accounts for you. Yeah, that's all you yes. have to do because is- the payer is paying through UPI, so therefore you don't need to integrate with all the banks because yeah, need- yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay,
0: that's- got it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. okay. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so that's, yeah. Then we are into the payouts. Yeah, payouts, of course, as you can imagine, there's a different use case altogether, which is, for example, payroll payouts, right? right? Payroll processing is a use case. vendor payouts is a use case. Cashback payouts is a use case. So anywhere, wherever the money has to go to a consumer Yeah. Or a vendor. That's hmm. it. Hmm.
2: Okay. Okay. And, and this would, again, trigger, like, the trigger would be an account number and an amount which has to be paid. That's the that's, which
0: should... which right. would go to the back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, the payouts. I think. So these were a core cool part of our payments one. Then uh, I think but towards yeah, end of twenty twenty, we launched a QLC. Yeah, so QLC was an interesting point as well. I think this was something which uh, I thought of way earlier on that. Okay, identity verification in itself is a huge problem. Like if I'm a fintech. the first... Problem that I think of solving is okay, who do I onboard and who do I not onboard? Right. Mm. And uh, mm. how do I decide? How do I verify the identity of mm. this person? Mm. So basically, we're talking about bad mm. verification, Aadhaar verification, right? Base match, mm. liveliness mm. strength, any kind of identity, so to say. Mm. Yeah, I think giving that all under one roof mm. and giving mm. that as part of a very really differential, mm. it's something that yeah, came in saying.
2: How did you differentiate this? This is a fairly, this KYC uh, as a technology stack has been around for a while.
0: Yeah, I know. That's true. healthy. Yeah, I think. the Keith, if you look at the most KYC players, what ends up happening is after a certain point, if you are a KYC company, for example, your target market starts saturating within a particular region. So, you have to branch out and go deep into, say, bands and customers. Or you yeah. have to go global, right? Mm. And you become a global KYC yeah. which is what, mm. if you track most of the KYC companies, are doing as well. Mm. So, yeah. any you of know, the regular KYC companies in the market, like for example, if you take HyperVoge you know, as one name, they're more centered in the US. So, they're trying to get deeper into the US market. Okay. Yeah, as compared to the so, in Indian market. Mm. I think that's one. And second, mm. hands, yes. most of the KYC companies, they typically provide you a fragmented KYC collection. So nice. basically it's okay. Yeah. I need to stitch together multiple journeys in order to make it happen. Okay. So if I'm onboarding a user, I might want to do a KYC. I might want to do sorry, I might want to do band, band match, face match, etc. Okay. Now can a company stitch this together for me, or do I need to hmm. stitch this together myself? Yeah. Hmm. Um hmm. is where the differentiation comes in.
2: Okay. Okay, okay. So, uh, essentially, the rent offerings are not so self-serve. L- like, what you're doing is like a very fill it, shut it, forget it thing. Yeah,
0: that's good. Okay. Okay. That is okay. okay. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the KYC now has become, uh, that's where the positioning of the company has evolved. It started with being just blood and blood mm-hmm. and now it's mm-hmm. become more broader. Mm-hmm. You know, with banking your service on one end, mm-hmm. and then it's the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah Hmm. Okay, okay,
2: okay. Okay, well, I say you launched in twenty one,
0: end of twenty twenty. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, then, yeah, then we moved on. Yeah, uh, I think in twenty twenty one, the key idea was of course just to go all in, in terms of growth. Uh, okay, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think you grew fairly well. I think in twenty twenty, and we were there. We were at probably close to ten. Yeah, ten to twenty thousand dollars of like monthly revenue, and uh, by end of twenty twenty one, we were at hundred k. So basically, almost a ten x growth in well, terms of monthly revenue. revenue. So, yeah. and, and this was one, like 15.
2: on the back of your customers growing. If you let's say you sign up Fanpay, while well, initial numbers yeah. of Fanpay might have been low, but they would have yeah. scaled up pretty rapidly, and so yeah. and therefore, your earning from Fanpay also keeps go- going up. Very similar. Okay, okay. That yeah. was the key. Uh, what about adding more clients? So
0: it, it, yeah, yeah. First of course, I think probably there's a 70 30 kind of a yeah. there, where 70% of the growth typically tends to come from existing customers. Yeah, existing clients. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Got it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, and then surprising, right? Like, I think once you set the foundation, right, it's ultimately, there's a good word of mouth that keeps on spreading. business to come. The company has a great call. the platform is good. Mm. It's reliable. Mm. I was mm. like, a customer has grown by 10x in one. Mm. Mm. just writing on top of this infrastructure, mm. hence other mm. customers also want to come in together. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think uh, that we will continue. So that's like a, I would say zero to one journey that happened. And now it's, we're already in the one, to mm. 10 phase. Mm. Both literal and metaphorical, projects, Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh,
2: and did you launch more products in 2022?
0: We did, yes. Once the payments and keywords were solved, the idea was okay, how do we now go deeper into banking? For example, I think one key request that started coming from customers was okay, you are solving payment collections for me, so hmm. you're solving payouts for me, uh, hmm. and you're solving collective Can you also start issuing instruments, say, like hmm. a card, people, hmm. for example. Hmm. or can you issue a loan right, on hmm. behalf of, say, a lender in the bank? Hmm. which is where the next set of modules will work. Right? So that is how we launched the cards card sorting. And yeah, they're very similar payments. You just need one or two good bank providers or non-bank PPI providers hmm. who have the PPI license that were able to, you collect money, store money in the PPI. wallet. And again, this is failing your business again, especially if the card spends are high. Hmm. You're able to earn a percentage margin here on every machine so this can actually generate more revenue, technically, than payments mm. out of feminist mm. in purely because the margin is high. But yeah, you have to get a lot of volumes for it to like, you mm. know, mm. as compared mm. to payments. So yeah, I think yeah. that was the next one. The cards. So, yeah. Like, prepared cards, there are two ways you would earn. One
2: would be the issuance fees. Like when a new mm. card is issued at that time, yep. you would earn something. And then yep. there is a merchant discount rate one and a half to two percent. Uh, out of mm-hmm. that some share would come to you.
0: Yeah. Who okay. uh,
2: who are the customers looking for this kind of a solution? what is the use case for it?
0: Yeah, yes. Two pints, okay. I think one is or oh, are two popular pints. One is your consumer Neoba. Again. The likes of that Right. Hmm. Which obviously have their own card uh, in the oh. market. So all mm-hmm. these guys at some point, if they're if they have consumer facing and if they want to position themselves as a new bank, they will need to have a card or an account. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one fast-growing, very popular use case of course in India. it's pretty much so many new banks and, now in the country. Hmm. The second one is more around corporate cards. So, expense management, for example, employees, okay. cards, and those things. Yeah.
2: What happened is. Yeah. Okay, okay. And these are cards which need to be loaded before you can use them. The user would need to put in money in the card. Or like in Fampage case, maybe the parents put money into that card for the kids to use. That is correct, yes. Uh, Any company hmm. using you essentially needs to have an in-house development team, right? Because you are providing tools which cut their time to launch the product Mm -hmm. to integrate those tools they need an in-house development team or be working with a
0: development yeah. agency or something. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Okay. To date, yes, but we're soon getting into the whole SDK or the no-code kind of environment as well, where you are just embed an SDK and the SDK will do your job instead of an API. So, yeah.
2: What is the difference between an SDK and an API? So what are the implications for what you just told me?
0: The implication is your development type goes down, right? Through an API, there's still some development required because you have to take care of all the parameters that you want to pass to the API. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you have to take a little from the communications. Mm -hmm. Plus, an API typically, or rather I would say from a safety perspective, it's just an API be exposed. These are payment APIs, KYC APIs, so they're carrying very sensitive data. Mm -hmm. And they should not be exposed on that app. So let's say if I have, let's say FanPay, right? So FanPay uses our APIs, but FanPay does not hit our API directly from the mobile app. Hmm. the mobile app will post it fan page server the fan page server will then hit hmm. that's the status way to consume that's it, it. Hmm. versus an SDK what an SDK can do in SDK can simplify a lot of the processing which happens on a fan server for which they would have had to involve some back end developer so hmm. on the API like in this scenario I would have to involve a back end developer and a front end developer a front end developer would take care of the front end on the app the back would be on the API side but with an SDK technically uh, I can just have one developer I consume it directly on the app front and yeah. a lot of the complexity of the processing on the back end gets passed on. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. the key.
2: And will your earning change between providing API no. service? No. And no. Okay. It, it's just going to increase adoption, like more people yeah. will be able to adopt you exactly. if you're offering an SDK.
0: that's Correct. yes. Okay. 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 okay.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you raised more money also, right? After the YC, you you did uh, like a pre-Series A from YC. Yeah,
0: yeah. so we did a seed round uh, post-YC, um, hey. including YC capital that came in. And then, yeah, we just closed that how CD much was, was that? That, YC. So in, yeah. Including YC, this was uh, 1.7 million. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And then you did
2: a Series A last year. Yeah, we did a Series A last year.
0: That's just uh, 4.7. 4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay,
2: okay, okay. And uh, what do you, what, uh, like, what are you using this money for?
0: Mostly expansion. Right? I think now it's uh, pure growth capital, like the Zero One has done already. Now the idea is to is this flywheel in motion. How do we make that flywheel move faster? So it's basically going to feed that flywheel in terms of, you know, cost, having more default things, right? Having more bank partners, being able to do better support as well and do things. And of course, building the products are. The new products generation came, right? Mm. Uh, you know, so, credit, for example, that's a fairly new product for this? Mm.
2: Oh, what is the credit product?
0: Yeah, so within lending infrastructure, right? So, things which we discussed till now were more on an acquiring side. And also, if you look at it, the things which I told you, KYC, payments, and all these are all cost centers for a company. Right? So, mm. our companies are essentially spending money on that, right? They're not earning mm. money. Mm. Uh, now we are entering the journey where we want to enable these companies to earn money from banking, mm. which is where cards helps a Because again, the two people cards are able to generate money. And mm. the MDR share goes to different as well. Same thing on credit, right? So through credit, we are able to acquire customers or get a share of the MDR as well again for 10% too. So it becomes a very interesting stream for that. Okay. Oh. Mm. Uh, like you would, like you you would allow people to uh, give loans through an SDK. That's the goal. That's the goal. Exactly. So I think mm-hmm. a very simple example here would be, like, think, let's take fan pay, right? mm-hmm. Obviously, fan is like, teenagers, but a lot of these teenagers want to graduate, you know, and become adults. They will want on to at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. It might be a simple BNP online. You know, it mm-hmm. might be a simple person. Now, for family to embed that, they need an entire infrastructure, verification, etc. That's mm-hmm. it.
2: Okay, so you'll make that like a simple plug and play solution where FAPE doesn't need to. Uh, because typically, to start a lending business, you need to first find a source of capital like a lender, and then you need to negotiate the rate of interest at which they will lend. And then you need to build a credit underwriting engine which helps you decide whom to give a loan to. So you're building all of this through a plug and play solution. Yeah. Some
0: parts of it, yes, sure. What parts of it are you doing? So, let oh,
1: me say, what parts enemy are,
2: enemy. are you
0: not doing? Yeah, I so we're not doing the underwriters, like we're not doing decisioning for them because our belief is decisioning varies from company to company. It's very subjective when for decisioning happens. So, yeah, that's one thing. Let's have the details.
2: So, as in, you're connecting them to the source of capital yeah. also. Yes, absolutely. Uh, with a uh, like a pre-negotiated rate of interest or how does that happen?
0: Yeah, some things. Again, that's also subjective and the way, I can't do much at this point again because it's like a new product I would say that we are launching, But broadly think of it as a plug-in lending infrastructure where you have lenders as well in the backend and you can pick and choose which lenders you want.
2: And you don't need to deal with the lenders directly?
0: You can choose to but you don't need. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Say uh, Navi or any of these new yeah. agent BFCs in credit, and all of them would be there. And
0: yeah.
2: but then the rate of interest—it's uh, not a thing for which there's a price card, na, that you can yeah. have a very exactly like yeah, a yeah, transparent yeah, yeah. rate of interest. Yeah. How yeah. does that get worked out? What rate of interest? Which lender is charging?
0: So, so, so I think there are cases where these companies would choose to engage, which will be more frequent with mm-hmm. the lender they hmm. say, "Okay, I want to negotiate my own rate of return, which is fine." It doesn't, hmm. yes. because again, hmm. our our interest is not in terms of hyping up the rate of interest or giving a bad loan and all that. We still make money on a per APB, since that's our forte.
2: Okay, so a company hmm. which has some proprietary source of data through which it feels it can make better hmm. decision, better credit decisions. Yeah. Would go ahead and negotiate for a lower rate, but for other companies, there would be like a rack rate, uh, yes. which is available exactly. to them on time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, how do you get buy-in of uh, the lenders? Because they're not their typical way of working would involve a lot of due diligence of the person mm-hmm. who's coming mm-hmm. in, which you are now yep. just saying that anyone can plug in to this API. And I mean, th- it's like. In, in the collections business it's easy to give money it's hard to take it mm-hmm. back and yep. any successful lender knows that so yeah, yeah. H-
0: how do you make right? Their, how do you get their buy-in yeah no so again <clears throat> it's a mutual thing right so in the sense that it's not that every lender is exposed to every borrower only if this borrower and this lender have an understanding that yes, we want to work together uh, that is when they work together. yeah to mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's exactly how it will happen okay. it won't be like like we want to say, okay, you don't want to work with this. and mean, will just plug you with this. And you that's not how it works. Of the BFC has to post, make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So will be there. Okay. It's not that everybody can plug it. Not everybody yeah. will get this product as well. It's going to be offered to maybe 20, 25% of our customers want to need to negate.
2: You're probably in a good position to talk about what's happening in the fintech space. Like mm-hmm. there were some recent uh, regulatory changes because of which a lot of these bnpl companies were yep. they had to pivot their business yeah. model uh, can you like just throw some light on what was that whole thing about you a lot of bnpl and these new age credit cards uh, like companies issuing credit cards had to right. pivot their business
0: model so what happened there yeah it was a like, very simple actually so what happened is bnpl cards which essentially were people giving loans on people cards okay. that was going well from our mm. I guess, like from a tech perspective for perspective it was very popular for our demand
2: how does that would, product work? Would, a company would say that you're getting a personal loan of one and then they would give you a card which had one lakh in it.
0: Tell Re- Step. Yes. Reloaded. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. So there was no. like basically it's like a credit line. Right? Yeah. I can draw just like a credit card. I can tap into that credit line of one lakh in the back. Mm-hmm. just that it's technically not a credit card. It's a card which is getting loaded in real time. Ah, okay, okay. So the moment
2: I want to spend money from that card, I have to first, on my app, load money in it. Or that uh, happens real like, You won't need As soon as you swipe it uh, at the back end. It, okay, okay. Exactly. It's fascinating.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so fairly good
2: toiled, in fact. Um, yeah, yeah, because it reduces the cost of the loan because yes. you're not actually paying interest on the money until you actually swipe yeah. the card somewhere. Correct,
0: correct. Right. correct. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that was the construct itself. The major problem that it had, rather what people observed it had, was uh, one is it started going so popular that it over overshot the adoption of credit. Hmm. So to give a perspective, people were asking, or a number of prepaid cards on Airbnb were more okay. than mm-hmm. the credit cards for that point, hmm. for a couple of banks.
2: <laughs> because of fintech partnerships, like uh, all these fintechs were uh, aggressively acquiring customers.
0: Was yeah. that the reason? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay. And a lot of these were new to great users. So A lot of these were like people in their early 20s, you know, mid 20s, late 20s, mm-hmm. who just wanted a small straight line of like 20,000 degrees, 25,000 mm-hmm. degrees, all those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the moment that number started overshooting the credit card is when I believe the regulator got concerned. And uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially when they started to okay. hit. To stop this, and we went
2: to back. Okay, and what was the pivot that uh, the BnPL companies had to do then?
0: Yeah, so many of them have the pivot. Mm-hmm. Technically, if you look at it now, BnPL to uh, regulate lending or credit line is not allowed on the card. However, you can still do a co banded credit card. So you can still not issue a co banded credit card. Of course, mm-hmm. there has to be a bank in the back end, mm-hmm. which doesn't. So that's essentially, I believe, what most BnPL are like.
2: Why? Uh, so, is a credit card uh, for a customer? Is it tougher to get a credit card? Like you said that th- these cards shot up, whereas credit cards were lagging yeah. behind. Uh, what is, is the reason absolutely. for that? Yeah, yeah. like credit obviously. card is more regulated as a product, so there's more KYC requirement. Yeah,
0: yeah it's not just about KYC. It's also about the comfort of the bank. If you look at it, C does not offer credit card. Everybody. However, these B and B players we, will be able to offer mm-hmm. some sort of card. That's the key. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, 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 okay. So HDFC doesn't care how many prepaid cards are issued because it's mm-hmm. not credit risk for HDFC. Whereas a credit card is a credit risk for HDFC. So it has a stricter due diligence process it's
0: there. Correct, correct, Yes.
2: And do you agree with this? Or uh, do you think, no, it I think
0: it was restricting no, access to yeah, credit? Yeah, yeah, it's quite restrictive for sure. I think there could have been a better way. I think it should have regulated it well, rather hmm. than banning. Is what I feel. Okay, okay.
2: And uh, what about credit on UPI? Does that exist as a product?
0: Uh, not yet in the full form. There's one form that exists, which is your credit card UPI dictage. No? Okay. So, yeah, your UPI cards now have mm-hmm. possibility to link UPIs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, really proper back account, back account on credit mm-hmm. on UPI is yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, okay. Interesting. Okay.
0: We briefly spoke a
2: bit about WhatsApp not Mm -hmm. taking off. What do you think the reason is? Is it an execution issue or is it like fundamentally WhatsApp would not take off as a payment product?
0: Quite a few. I think one, uh, by default, Indian regulators, as well as most people in India don't like foreign companies coming in randomly, taking up their share of the market.
2: What were the mistakes in your first startup which you are consciously avoiding in the second one?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I think one was, I think not growing faster. Like we could have grown faster. Uh, which means obviously we should have raised more, we should have spent because we need that initial escape velocity. I think that is very important, which I've I'm taken care of in this one. Yeah. I think second is to really ensure that you are right at the heart of that city or other ecosystem where you would feel your best customers are. I think probably, for example, one which sh- could have done it in maybe Delhi or or other actually Bangalore to be, to say the city. Because hmm. Bangalore would have been probably more tech than Gulga. Yeah, certainly these are two learnings. Third more more and nuances of you know, okay, kind of like type like kind of investors you want, right? Those kind of things It's right. Which pretty hmm. much everybody yeah. figures out. They all think to invest in the market. Yeah.
2: Like you want investors who can continue to fund you for subsequent mm-hmm. rounds and things
0: like that. Yeah, absolutely, and more importantly, you want investors who are not poking every time. Okay, hey, what is happening? <laughs> she said it. I may have to. Okay. it has to be patient capital.
2: Okay, 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 okay. Interesting. So, uh, what is the way you think about growth? Is it to, is it through uh, acquiring more customers, or is it through expanding the product portfolio, or is it through increasing mm-hmm. the pennies that you earn for every transaction
0: or oh, what are the ways you've thought about that? Yeah, know. Know. but ultimately it has to boil down to waterline, right? I think, you know, it's very clear that we don't want to just just track vanity metrics, right? It's not that we don't want to show a huge money flowing to our system, but we're not earning much. It has to make sense in terms of revenue. Yeah, so that's actually what we look at. Okay, I might good enough ROI, good enough here on this, what and the margins eventually, like, the good thing is, as you, hit, as you increase your network effect, as you increase the volumes, mm-hmm. automatically your margins mm-hmm. increase like, because okay. you're able to drive your cost down on the providers. side. Okay. Um, mm. yeah, that's essentially, I would say, the key goal. So, What do you
2: have to pay out when mm-hmm. you build an API? Let's say you are working with Yes Bank to build an API mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. payments or for virtual accounts. So what do you pay out?
0: Yeah, it's a similar cost. So, uh, again, the cost varies. Yes. So, for example, in UPI, we don't pay mm-hmm. anything because the banks cannot charge mm-hmm. anything for UPI Collections. Yes. On payouts, yes. Yes, there's a cost per APS, mm-hmm. per, per payout, there's a cost. Hmm. Same, hmm. few pennies for so, every time. Yeah. And
2: you are yeah. essentially just marking that up and charging the customer. That How right. much do you mark,
0: mark up? Very, mm-hmm. like, I mean, KYC, we have a completely different margin structure. Overall, mm-hmm. the margin can be anywhere from 20, 25% all the way up to 80, 90. Cent.
2: Which are your most profitable products?
0: Collections is profitable because again, technically the bank doesn't charge us on yeah. RuPa. But we are able to charge the costume. Cards is also profitable, but the volume, as I said, is a question mark there. Yeah. yeah. These are two from a margin perspective, these two.
2: Collections means what basically when a customer Famous is paying a margin. That's right.
0: Yeah, That's right. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, and so you're able to charge your customers for UPI transaction also. But but, how is that? I, I thought that most customers would expect UPI to be a free thing.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So when I say customers, which is our customer, which will come. Like Jumbo Tail, okay. for example. Yeah. is yeah. Because see, ultimately the benefit for them is your the consolation. Right? Right. So mm-hmm. If I am using a payment gateway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sure. I can bypass a payment gateway. I think of it like this. Uh, I'm an e-commerce website, Amazon. Hmm. Hmm. Why do I need to pay 2% to a payment gateway? Like hmm. me, I can just hmm. share my account number with my hmm. consumer. And the hmm. consumer can deposit money into that. Hmm. Why do you think they don't do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reconciliation. Exactly. <laughs> They're doing millions of transactions a day. How will they fit and reconcile? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly what we saw.
2: Okay, okay, okay. So... Uh, any online business which has an option to pay by UPI, if they are paying for
0: that transaction as well. The UPI transaction as well. Yes. Most of them are paying for. That. Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: And what is the rate for that?
0: A few pennies. Very simple. So few pennies or small percentage, like maybe one. Much lower like than point.
2: MDR. Like MDR is. Yeah, 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 yeah. To so yeah, this would yeah, yeah. be like. Point five major. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. How have you built up the organization? Help me understand Decentro as an organization. What is the kind of people, kind of culture? How have you done that?
0: Sure. Yeah, I think so. We are now fifty people. overall. Within that, close to around twenty, yeah, twenty-two tech product. Yeah, tech and QA actually, and as mix of product as well, a mix of business development. Uh, mm. I would say fairly diverse in terms of the structure, because we need people across the board and we need mm. business development, of course, to handle a lot of inbounds, outbounds, a uh, couple of HRs, design, mm. marketing, customer mm. success, operations, mm. mm-hmm. so yeah, fairly balanced from that way in terms of tech and non-tech, yeah, of course, the hierarchies, yeah. junior engineers, senior engineers, lead engineers, mm.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, By when do you think you'll hit like a 1 million MRR
0: number? 1 million MRR number optimistically by this year end, December.
2: Amazing. So that's a fairly high revenue per employee at a headcount of 50-ish. That would be a pretty amazing multiple.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Amazing. And that brings us to the end of this conversation. I want to ask you for a favor now. Did you like listening to the show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in this show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at thepodium.in. That's ad at in.